Right, welcome back to the Hardcore Project. This is episode three, where we got to catch up with Gasta. Uh, we spoke to them about new material, previous shows and tours that they've been on, and members causing general mayhem to the public. And also, we talk all about pet peeves, and we also talk about the writing process that the guys do. Especially during lockdown. So, uh, yeah, thanks very much for uh, clicking on, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Right, so welcome back to we've got the Hardcore Project here. We've got uh, we've got Sean and we've got Jack from Gaston. Right. How you doing, boys? Perfect. Right to you, fellas. How's uh, how's things been with all the whole gassed up? To be honest, we've we've been quite quiet for a while, haven't we? Um, as soon as lockdown started, we sort of just stopped everything. I'd say that happened for at least two months. Like we didn't even write anything. You know, we were in a position where we didn't really know what we were going to do. But in the past month or so, that's really picked up now. And now yeah. we've make we're making all the plans for coming back. Like I mean, the other day we announced that tour that we're doing in like the Slam Worldwide tour. Wasn't yeah, it? the first thing we're doing in 2021. So it's like it's all come on at once at the minute. And now we're really busy again. Even yeah. though we're not playing shows, we're really busy in every other aspect. Which is where you kind of want to be, given the current situation. Obviously, not playing shows, you still need to get yourselves tied up in other things, and you know, it, well, it is one of them to be fair. So yeah, he's getting yourselves out there again, isn't it? And well, just on the internet at the moment. Well, we've started seeing each other again now, which is productive. Like we tried writing separately, didn't we, Jack? Like you sent yeah. me like some videos of you playing guitar, and then Newt would write something, and he send it over, and it just doesn't work for our band. We've we've all got to be in the same room. It, that's your work, writing so. process. You, you yeah. all, all need to be sat in the same thing. That's fair enough. Yeah, you were quite like that, weren't you, Matt? When it was coming to like writing Oxblood stuff. Uh, Oxblood is a mixture because when we started, it was very much like we all sat in a room and recorded demos. Um, we either, like sat at, did opened a Pro Tools session, um, did bit by bit, and then we just kind of edited the song, brought it down in length, and went from there. More recently, though, we've been doing it where we'll start messing around in practice. It's strange, really, because I think we got so used to the whole way of doing it in Pro Tools and just doing it as a session. And then I'm yeah. going, oh, shit, we need to actually know how to play this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, that was step two. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think this time around, I think we've, we started doing it more, we'll jam something out and then do it the opposite way around. But it's each to their own. I think every band has the preference. I don't think there's, like, a one golden rule way of doing writing. Uh, of being able to write the perfect song, of course. And oh, yeah. Especially within uh, the genre that we've got here. You know, we're, like, sort of hardcore overall. I don't... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll never have a perfect it. song, but uh, I think it just varies in violence. <laughs> with all <laughs> that We've always said, like, we want to sit down in a practice room and literally just, like, we, we do it when we practice. If we get bored, we'll start playing and literally just play anything and see what happens. Like, Newton Jack will start playing a riff, I'll start playing along, and Dan just freestyles over it. And we've always said, like, we want to try writing a song like that, but we've still not got around to it. I don't think, because we've never done it before, we don't feel comfortable in that situation. We don't feel right yeah, unless, unless we can rewind, you know, delete, you know, retry. We, d- we we're not comfortable with that yet, but we've been saying yeah, for about two years we need to write a song like that. What was that there, Jack? I was well, sorry, mate. Was I was saying it's like, um, remembering it as well. Like you don't record it, do you? You just play it, and then you, you'll you find something amazing, and then you'll be like, "Oh no, you've lost it." <laughs> That's my feeling. I've started recording everything on. Um, I've started recording everything on my phone. So like, I'll go right. I'll, I'll video this. I still won't remember how to fucking play it, but I videoed it. And I can work it out by <laughs> yeah. ear afterwards and see how it goes. It's the pain of being to, to be fair, Jack, I think um, we've got a song on our latest EP called Pain Resides. I'm sure that started in the practice room, you know, with Matt on your guitar. Probably did. I think that's the first <laughs> time it's ever happened where a riff's been made in the practice room and then we've we've gone back to our little home studio and gone, hold on, didn't we play something there that sounded really good? <laughs> yeah, this is what it was. So that's the only time, I think. Yeah, and that only time a little bit of inspiration was struck, like uh, like click of a finger sort of thing. That's fair enough. Well, gas stuff we've been going now for like, what is it? Uh, well, coming up to five years or just over five years. Um, you've been with them the whole time, is that right, Sean? No, I, I'm actually second drummer. Second drummer, um, no way. Well, I've, I've just passed my five years in the band. So the, the, 
Jack's probably best to talk about this. I, they were only going for about six months before I joined, I think. So Right, okay. So Jack being the original member and then you just six months afterwards. Right, right. Okay. About so that, obviously, yeah. as I say, 2015, so you've got five years there. Seen you up and down the country and recently I do a, I do a broad, didn't it, over at, uh, was it AAK uh, Family Fest. How was that? That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> why, why? What happened? Well, I... We we played in Belgium the night before and it was it was quality like and we had a few drinks I had a few too many. Ah. <laughs> ah. I, I felt like a dog's ass the next day. It was, it was <laughs> oh yeah, we, we were on the motorway in um, Luxembourg, I think it was, and then J- Jack just goes into the back with this uh, Tesco carrier bag, and then you just hear him absolutely screaming his guts oh. out. Oh, <laughs> rough man! <laughs> but you can imagine like. Get into this AK, what is it, AK Family Fest or something? AAK or whatever. AAK. And, um, right, it's yeah. like every band is just relentless beat down and they're literally <laughs> smashing people's faces in and I'm just rotting in the corner like, oh, I, I, couldn't, I can't go. <laughs> it was just like being in hell. Like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love, I, love, I love beat down, I love that sort of music, but when, when you're in that state, it's just it's not appreciated. <laughs> it's not appreciated, not to the degree it should be. <laughs> And what was Not funny really as well really. is like all the other bands were like really heavy beat down bands and we are just not like that. So we were headlining as well. So it's like the whole day from about 1 p.m. till 9 p.m. was just this relentless beat down. <laughs> and, then we, and then we get on stage. It's just like, what is this? <laughs> you have your moments though. Don't get me wrong. You have your moments there. Uh, like, yeah. I've seen Oh god, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go on, Jack. Sorry, mate. That's me. <laughs> I was going to say, like, we we are like quite a heavy band, like in terms of you know hardcore or whatever. But then when we when we stepped on that stage, we literally looked like frigging neck deep or something compared to the rest of the band. <laughs> <laughs> Just because oh, of Jack, how heavy it was. <laughs> Jack, tell him about that girl who walked out. Who was it? Harlequin. Tell tell him about that girl during Harlequin. Yeah, like I I I must have woken up because <laughs> I was sat on the sofa. <laughs> This girl just come out with like blood all over her face and I was just oh, like, this is what? the place what? I want to be in right now. <laughs> it was bad, yeah. They were literally just kicking the shit out of everyone and if you were in there, you were a dead man. <laughs> that that is, is, is European shows in a nutshell. Um, I went to Germany for, uh, for Desolated in Stuttgart. Oh, God. <laughs> and yeah, it, you know, it was great fun, don't get me wrong. Uh, <clears throat> and obviously, when 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 you're a, the, a Brit abroad for for a show, it's appreciated a little bit more. I don't know why, but it's just like yeah. you know that accent. That's not from around here. You know where you're from. You get chatting with people, but yeah, the Euro shows go off. Like uh, so, Stuttgart wasn't too bad, but when I went to um, Munich for uh, it was a nasty show, nasty and Lionheart, mate. <laughs> When people go off for the Euro shows, they go off. Yeah. I mean, multiple people come out with broken bones and stuff. And I wish I was just exaggerating on that, but it's that there is no exaggeration. They go in, then they go hard, and then they then might just go home. But if not, they'll just fucking carry on. It's fucking nuts. Yeah. And then they just get up and shake hands like nothing's happened. Yeah. In, in normal day to day life, that would be assault <laughs> on the street. <laughs> in there, the best mates, aren't they? It's, it's mad. Yeah. But that's, that's, that's the beauty of my story, you know. That really is, yeah, nail on the head there, mate. It's just after shows that we've probably seen everything happen at, like, it's questionable, like, questionable behaviour outside of it looking in, but when you're involved in it, it's, ah, it's all right. <laughs> I, oh, I just caught a spin kick to the head, but, uh, yeah. you know, it happens. <laughs> that's my, that's my opinion. I, like, I hate it when people kick off about it because it's like you know what you're going to and of course there is always room for you to stay away from it so if you want to be away from it just don't stand near it and that's what i feel it's like you, you can't go to one of these shows and just expect nothing to happen <laughs> so i feel like you've just got to accept that you might get punched yeah not personal you gotta be all yeah, right it's, <laughs> it's, it's very rare that it's personal you do get some people though there, there are some but i mean it's very rare for, for like few and far between but yeah it, sometimes it does just happen you just get a little knock yeah. but it just comes with the territory don't it boys i mean <laughs> we're saying all this about like being very like violent and aggressive but like the Europeans, when you go over there as a, from the UK, the hospitality and everything is fantastic. They were making us food and 
offered us places. You question what we're doing wrong over here, don't it, at times? You're just kind of like, oh, play and fuck off. But over there, it's like, come and stay, come and have a few drinks with us and meet everyone, and it's just brilliant. Get involved, and yeah, yeah, it's proper. It's Yeah, as you said, it's hospitable. That's where you, that's where you want to be. We were never meant to play that um, Belgium show, but the, the um, about two days before we got there, they were, well, oh, what happened, Sean? Were they, we were never, we were supposed to play Netherlands, but then the yeah. Belgian promoter said, oh, we can put you put you up and give you a show in like the space of like two days. Well, oh, brilliant, we'll, we'll go then. Yeah, the Netherlands promoter was, um, turned out to be a bit questionable, so we pulled the show. Um, this was about two yeah. weeks to go. Um, yeah, luckily we got this Belgium show really last minute and turns out to be probably the best show we've ever played, or one of them. <laughs> one yeah. of the best shows, there you go. Spontaneous yeah. little show, throw up there, and then, well, there you go. What was it? So um, who else played on that Belgium show then? Was, it, was, it was the locals. Oh, Matt wouldn't know this. <laughs> this makes us look awful, doesn't it? <laughs> no, no, mate. No, it's just, I'm, um, I'm one of those people, I, I, pr- I press on knowledge like this because I, like, I just like to know things. <laughs> do, you know, do, do you know what? Let me find out for you. Whilst you're doing that, I'll, yeah, uh, I'll, doing I'll, that yeah. I'll interject and uh, say I'm very jealous. I've never actually played Europe. Um, it's always been one of them things I've always been curious to do because, as you've said, I imagine it's like completely different and like the actual reaction yeah. to music in general. I don't think it actually matters what genre of type of band you are. I think just overall it's a more welcomed experience than what it is in the UK, which is such a shame. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's mad. Um yeah, we, we got to, when we got to Ypres, we got out of the van and it was like this beautiful city that was just that, we, we were going on this country road for ages and all of a sudden we just appeared in this beautiful cathedrals and all these all this beautiful architecture and we got yeah. out and we were like, hang on a minute, we're playing a freaking Arco show. Right? <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is doing? Like, West turning wrong here. <laughs> and people just like flooded in and we were like, where have these people come from? And two guys came from France. Yeah, like we had guys coming up to us at the end and um, saying like how far they travelled. Like I think it took me an hour to start packing down after the show because we were signing stuff. <laughs> and this, I mean, and this was a last minute, my last minute show. It was just madness. It's right, yeah. those bands that we played with, uh, Five Across and Despite Us. I think they were both local. T- both locals to the uh, to the show. One of them, Hyper. Is that where we were? Hyper Belgium. One of them covered irate, I think I remember, yeah, and it was it really yes. good. It went, <laughs> yeah, yes, it was, good. was it Vendetta by any chance? It was, yeah, of course, it yeah, was, of course, yeah. That was a silly question. I don't even know if I, I already knew it was. I think I just needed to hear it confirmed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've, uh, I, do, do you know what? I went proper deep on the gas up research, right? And uh, <laughs> I was having a look at some previous. Uh, videos that uh, were out dotted about and stuff you've done some uh, some covers in the past haven't you I remember wasn't there uh, in a day to remember one at one point <laughs> yeah. oh no <laughs> that was class I, I'd actually bring that back you know we'd play like the intro of the downfall of us all yeah and then, <laughs> like we, we'd, we'd everyone would be like oh my god they're playing downfall of us all and then we'd stop and then just play one of our own songs I remember um, well I've seen you a couple of times now up and down Um, Liverpool Preston pretty sure Manchester as well so I've seen you guys quite a few times actually Uh, I think the most recent one was the Desolated um, show I want to say in Rebellion you know and it was Desolated No Zodiac that full day I think you've actually been to our Preston show I, I, the the hometown one that you did with yeah, I think, uh, oh no did did we do Desolated in November yeah yeah Desolated was November right. mate yeah yeah, yeah. Bloody hell, I'm getting lost in my years that feels like 2018 now <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know I've proper lost my concept of time since all this started yeah. like someone would go to me alright oh, so you're busy on Tuesday it's like I don't even know what day it is today never mind <laughs> Tuesday like can't keep up with it um, yeah, so yeah, so it was desolated back in November. Um, yeah, you had yeah. The, the hometown show as well. Yeah, well, you had the the, the Gnostic State uh, UK tour, didn't you, with MTXS? Um, yeah. Let's let's cover over that. How, how, how was that for you guys? Was that your first? Was that like a first full home? Uh, sorry, uh, like headline tour, was it? Yeah. Yeah, like we'd never even done. I think we'd never done more than three shows in a row. 
before that. So um, just like we, weekenders along the way sort yeah. of thing. And so then, it was right. our first actual tour. We didn't do, we did 10 days. So it wasn't all in one go. Um, but that was our first time ever, you know, I think we did at 1.6 shows in a row. So that was, you know, it felt like a little tour to us. Yeah. <laughs> still a stint though, still a long stint. And um, what you've you you and you and uh, MTXS are pretty good friends now, aren't you? Constantly, uh, always yeah, pretty yeah. much together now. You can see it. it's always good to see that. Uh, Those guys are amazing, incredible people, incredible musicians as well. Fantastic well, you, guys. You're getting some stuff. If I've seen right, um, you're getting like is it remixes of the Gnostic State songs? Yeah, we've done a we've done a few. Um, it was Josh from Azazel that's re- remixed and mastered them um, for us because we didn't really feel that we got the proper punch from um, the actual EP. So we've gone in and got them remastered. Um, and they sound a lot better, to be fair. But um, yeah, Sean, you also we, Yeah, we felt like, because um, obviously in lockdown, we, we didn't really have much opportunity to uh, release content. You know, it, you're scrapping for ideas, really, at, at points. So we thought... Yeah. Um, we'd always spoken about maybe getting stuff remixed and you know, this was the chance. It was like, we had nothing else to do. So, and Josh, um, we're really good friends of Azazel now. So, um, Josh has started his own like studio and he started recording bands. Um, I know Josh does a lot of work, um, for Azazel. They, they self record everything. Um, right. so we thought we'd like give him the chance. So yeah, it's uh, a, just stu- world, stuff to add to his portfolio. Yeah. Um, and it's given us some content over the few months before we can actually hit a studio again. Of course, of course, yeah, and um, obviously you'll have a bit more of like a a sort of bar that you'll be looking at for for, for when you do your next release, um, where you'll yeah. be like, right, this is a substandard that I do want. And obviously, if I can get higher, then obviously you will. Uh, have, have you been like uh, looking at any recording of new songs and stuff yet at all, or are you still just gonna ride the Gnostic state? Gnostic, um, yeah, it was Gnostic state, yeah. Yeah, uh, four weeks tomorrow. <laughs> is that all you leave me with? Is that all you leave me with? That's all I need. No. That's all I need. Well, well no, I'll, I'll Sussle. say, we, um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we self-produced our, uh, our, our EP. And um, we um, uh, knew our other guitarist. He's like made his own home studio. So um, everything up until Mother I Suffer was yeah. with Eric Bickerstaff from Lowe's. Yeah. So he, he did everything. And then... The, just before we released Mother I Suffer, we got Newt in the band and he does his own stuff. So we decided to start doing it ourselves. But now we've gotten to the point where, fair enough, we've we've done well, well, for a local band. Um, we've we've learned a lot, we've done our own stuff. Now it's time to like take it to that next level. And nice. I feel like we need we needed a proper studio environment and a producer to do that. So that's the next steps for us. We're, we're changing the way we do things. Um, we're putting a lot more money into what we do now because um, we feel we're at that that point now where we we can't be taking a step back. We need to be taking a step forward. Pushing forward forever, yeah, yeah. of course. If we're going to make something of it, we, we need to take that step up rather than taking side steps for years to come, which I feel like we maybe have done in the past year. Just rode the wave a bit. Now it's time to get over the wave, if you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 the uh, yeah. the hardcore honeymoon period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll go with. Um, well, yeah, because there was a, there was a point where you had like a little bit of a break, didn't you? Um, sort of like halfway through, like the the, the gassed up career, and then it was like, yeah, and then you made a comeback. Um, it was like I think was it Shedfest? Was it Shedfest yeah. number three? Yeah. I think it was. <laughs> that was a that was a good show with that to to come back to there. That, that uh, it was well received. Uh, you that was amazing. Stevie Gamble got his knee popped out. That was that one. <laughs> That's what that was. Yeah, Matt, that was it. So fucking one of these lads was in the uh, in the pit just having a bit of a bounce around and stuff, right. having a good time. He's uh, gassed up uh, flying riffs out and stuff. Right. No word of a lie, this guy's fucking, he must have, was, I think he stood on his leg a bit funny and he's just like sort of being pushed the other way and his, his knee's gone, mate. His knee's like popped. I saw him halfway through, halfway through the gassed up step, mate. You can see it. I swear his knee, his, his knee was like in his thigh. Oh, like something, mate. Yeah, it just like, like, like it just shifted up. Oh, mate, I, I remember yeah. seeing it, and I remember like people sort of turning around, going like, ah, oh, something's happened. 
but nobody, nobody like was yeah. like quick to react. Like we, we're quick enough to react. I'm sure Dan was on the mic saying, "Should we bring an ambulance?" Like I think this guy needs actual, like, actual help. And we're sort of like, "Well, yeah." <laughs> but yeah, the best thing about that, um, he, he got obviously he got taken out, and the medics turned up, and it, it must have been a, a dislocation or something. Um, yeah. So he's obviously got it popped back into place, and he's just come back in and started fucking tearing again. I was like, "What is this guy off his head?" <laughs> Mad <laughs> man. Oh, man. <laughs> what what was good about that show as well is like it was our first show in a year it was our first time doing anything really in a year and we released mm. con- conflict uh, that morning so literally conflict had been out for about two hours before we played so it was really fun to play that for the first time um bear in mind to an audience that probably hadn't heard it but it was it was really fun yeah, to just come come back and do something new yeah and as I say, it was uh, from what, especially from what I've seen in the video, and obviously being there in attendance too, it was incredibly well received. Yeah. And I think it really brought back the hype uh, for for Gassed Up again. Definitely, uh, people definitely started getting excited for years again. And then obviously, we started getting more more shows going along. So that's when you start. Well, Preston started to open up again for hardcore shows, didn't it? Because yeah. it had a it had that fucking uh, that little bit of time off. What what show was that? That that was a that, that, that it, accident. It's desolated, wasn't it? Yeah, someone some someone got bottled in the face, or a chair went through a window, or something, something like that. I can't remember. It was at the Adelphi. I can't remember the details. Yeah, yeah, and I think that was the last ever show at the Adelphi. Uh, did Gaston play that one? Was it? No, no. Adelphi. God. Yeah, do you remember that one? Yeah. <laughs> you can only go in there for food now. You're not allowed to do anything else. Can't have too much fun. Don't have too much fun. Fun we'll ban you. <laughs> such an awful, but such an amazing venue at the same time. It was. Yeah. Like you were playing on like just like a banister, <laughs> but it, it but it was it was class. And every gig I ever played there, I hated. But then looking back, I thought, how amazing was that? And I'd love to yeah. just do it again. <laughs> uh, you you guys have played uh, quite a few like hometown shows, but obviously that notable yeah. one was the, uh, the the Gnostic State one, where you actually had it was so it was uh, Lethal Minds, Blossom and Burn. Uh, was it False Hope as well? Yeah, False Hope. That was it. Those three. Um, yeah, that was a fucking that was a show. I think someone uh, during Boston and Burn, someone actually sparked me out. Someone wasn't happy with me doing me. Uh, I didn't know if we were going to mention that. May yeah, we're bringing it up. It's funny, isn't it? It's a good laugh. <laughs> I didn't know that was you. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I'm still trying to piece together what happened to be honest, because it was such a blur. Because I just remember getting hit, hitting the floor, and then getting up, and someone going, "It's him over there," and it was me, mate chasing the other guy and that was it <laughs> well I saw our manager and our manager was there and I, I just vaguely remember him like dragging him out of the show and, like he, I've no never way. seen that side of him and he's always been like so calm but like, like the, I've never seen that side of him it's so funny he mustn't have been uh, he mustn't have been happy with the uh, the situation he must have seen it all we'll have to ask him <laughs> to be fair that's one of those situations where we knew that that was personal and that's where the, there's no time for it like yeah yeah it's one yeah. of them though, isn't it, mate? I mean, to be honest, I do cartwheel into people, so I can only got, I haven't got myself <laughs> to fucking blame. I'm, I'm the, well, the funny thing is, if, if you know you, you know it's coming. So it's funny for people <laughs> who don't know you, and then we yeah. start doing it. <laughs> but I know it's coming when I see you. Yeah, and I don't mean it in I don't mean it in like a vicious way. Fucking hell, I couldn't fight my way out of a wet paper bag. Do you know what I mean? I'm not <laughs> I'm not vicious in any way, shape or form, but someone plays a riff, I'm going to do a cartwheel or fucking throw myself to it. You know? Yep. Especially if it's yeah, Blossom and Burn as well. Oh, oh yeah. They're awesome. They, uh, yeah, they hit the spot. <laughs> I, was, I was buzzing with that in your cover they did. Like, that was happy. That was happy times. Yeah. Well, they, they, um, they, they played the Birmingham show that we played on the um, Gnostic State Tour and it was sold out and that was an incredible show. And we watched Blossom and Burn for the first time. We listened to them on the way there in the van. But then yeah. when... We um, when we saw him, we were like, "I'm gonna go right over to that guy and the vocalist now and tell him you're playing the Preston show." <laughs> and yeah. I think his mum and dad were there, and they were just like, "Oh, they were so happy for him because it was that oh, that was their show." So we went over to his mum and dad. And we were like, "Can your son come and play in Preston for us?" <laughs> they were made. Yeah, yeah, he's free. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's not booked <laughs> up. We'll we'll, uh, we'll ship him over. We'll sort it. That's sound. <laughs> oh, and that's how, and that's how you get shows going, boys. That's. Uh... <laughs> but yeah, it was they're amazing. Good band. You had a who else was on that? Um, who else was on the Birmingham show? It was, um, I think we uh, was it Mantler? Did Mantler play there as well? I can't remember. No, it was, um, it was Vendetta were on it, 
there was loose ends. Um, there was a rapper, uh, Figure Nine, and Reckless Harm. Ah, right. Okay. okay. I think I think that was the lineup. Feel tight if I've missed anyone out. <laughs> well, well, we'll we'll, we, we'll recover it. I'll make sure it gets popped in. Don't worry, mate. <laughs> it's one of them. We'll pop a massive subtitle on the front of it, just in case we're yeah. like a band. We'll just like so, slap it in the middle. Say sorry, <laughs> sorry, Astro. Sorry in advance. Yeah, yeah. Just in case. <laughs> um, you played with some pretty big bands as well over the years. I know you were in, it was supported. Uh, there was bands like Comeback Kid. Um, there was Last Ten Seconds of Life. Um, did you did you get a chance to like like speak to any of those when you were like? doing the show sort of thing we spoke to comeback kid didn't we um jack do you remember yeah. were you there yeah we spoke to comeback kid um that's one thing you need to try and do i think when you're playing with a bigger band make yourself known yeah um, just get involved yeah. and talk to people yeah. isn't it so yeah like especially um in our band dan and matt for example chat to everyone so it, it's perfect in that sense because those two are very good for networking and that's what you need to do you need to make friends with people you need to um because you're playing a show with someone that you don't just want to turn up and ignore everyone. You're all in it for the same thing, aren't you? So you want to... Exactly. Yeah. And, and especially such an established band like Comeback Kid and they've come from... What is it? Canada? Are they the Canadian? I, so, yeah. I want to say so, um, but don't quote us. <laughs> so coming, Google coming it. One minute. One minute. <laughs> what, on. what an asterisk. Fact Sorry, check, American. For later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's... Um, from like Mexico or something. <laughs> I know, yeah. Massively wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that was um, following the ball was good for that. Canadian, yeah, Canadian, yeah, he is. There he is. He does know his stuff there. <laughs> so um, following the ball was really good for that because like there were so many uh, European bands when we were playing, and the merch space is so packed together that you just start chatting to everyone. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, and, and and we've made we've made p- connections with people who we still talk to now and still help us out. Um, like with European stuff as well, so it's still it benefits you even about two years later. I think that is now. Yeah, that's how far back it was when you last played, wasn't it? You had um, yeah. that was it. Was, was it the Friday show you played? We played the Friday. Yeah, we played about five p.m. as well, and it was still packed out. Yeah, I remember that. seeing the uh, remember seeing the videos when they were put up and stuff. And <laughs> I'm sure, didn't someone get binned uh, during your set or something? Or, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone got a, a bin lobbed at their head or something. Right. Could, could have been us, could have been Chamber of Malice. Sounds like something's <laughs> heard happened to them. Yeah, it's just one of those. Just fucking out. It's just violence and nuts, but it's all good fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to actually mention about Fallen Brawl there. So um, that was a pretty big one, wasn't it? Um, who else did I mention before that you played with? So yeah, Last 10 Seconds of Life there was one as well. Yes. Um, yeah. They're a brilliant band. Yeah, insane. Um, you had a you had a couple of tours actually lined up for this year. I know um, you were you were playing was it two two of the renounced Vatican shows, Birmingham and Manchester, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh man, I was so upset when all this started yeah. coming over because I had tickets booked for that and everything. I was so ready for it. Well, we were in talks to play the London show, but as well, but I can't remember what happened with that. Um, I think I think actually we were meant to play. A festival in London the same day and we ended up going with the festival and then we pulled out of that festival uh, because of issues with the promoter and then yeah. so yeah so we ended up with nothing in the end but it's nothing anyway because then it didn't even happen did it no sadly not um, I'm, I'm, there was a recent tour as well was, was it the beginning of the year with Broken Humanity that you did it with that was, was meant that, to be Europe was that meant they to be were, Europe that? yeah so um, they were meant to be doing those well, originally we had we had London, um, Netherlands, and Germany booked. They were meant to do all three, um, but they they pulled out literally within about two weeks, two or three weeks to go. Oh, that's upsetting. I remember the last time they came yeah. over here was with uh, Depravity, didn't they? And they ended up getting their van broken into. Um, it was horrible. Yeah, I remember, I was there. Yeah, field. well, not not when they got the van broken into. I was there at the show. At the show. <laughs> yeah. Incrimination. Yeah. We got him. We got him. We found him. <laughs> And that's how you do that, boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, that was uh, yeah. They uh, they they suffered for that, mate. I, I felt so sorry for them. Sadly, luckily, yeah. Luckily, we've never had anything like that mm-hmm. until Sean Troll was in Birmingham saying that his car's been broken into, and he comes back down and he's like, oh, "Surprise!" That's <laughs> 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 horrible. Have you had any? Been... Uh... Go on, sorry, Sean. Sorry, mate. I was just gonna say we've, we've been quite lucky. We um. 
we we try and take care of like the things so like if we're staying at a hotel we'll take like expensive stuff into the hotel yeah just to make and sure everything stays safe you try your best to hide stuff and you just gotta be smart about it like when we we're on our recent tour um when we had a van we we made the rule that two people had to sleep in the van um every night two like two different people every night just so that if something did happen to the van straight away you're up and you can sort it out um which isn't nice but i thought you was gonna gotta be done then <laughs> oh no oh, we have to mention it now come on <laughs> talk to us yeah go on jack i was asleep um, <laughs> well, we was in the van. We, we got we, we played London, and we got across the Channel Tunnel at about two in the morning, and we parked up in um, Calais. Um, and Jimmy and Jack, the two guys from Zazel, that would, one of them was driving. They went to find food, um, so we just we, we just parked up and locked the van. We're all inside sleeping, um, and they all went to sleep, and I was still awake. I was the only one awake, and. Uh, the next minute, I hear the door, the um, the handle going on the back door, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Yeah. Um, and then, so I woke them up and was like, "You need to wake up. There's something going on here." Um, so Matt got up, like got changed, or whatever, and walked through to the bit where the table and the TV and stuff was, and he looked out the window, and there was three guys just looking through the window like that, and we were <laughs> like, "Oh my god." Because we, when we parked up, we saw some dodgy things happening to like th- these people trying to break into vans and stuff. But we were like, we, we, yeah. we just got nothing of it. And then they were trying to get into our van, <laughs> and it, like they were trying all the handles on the door and everything. And I was like, oh no, we're gonna get mugged. They probably got guns or anything. We didn't have a clue what was going on. It was like three or four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Mate, I could not be bothered with that. That's scary rough. experience. That scary. Yeah. So. So luckily we drove off and parked somewhere else and they didn't bother us again. But we went back the next morning and they were still there in the daytime trying to break into like wagons that are pulling up and stuff. So still going and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, in the broad That's daylight where everyone could see them, we were just trying to lift back a lorries up and stuff. Just... <sighs> I slept through the whole thing, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ed was gone. <laughs> well, I, I was I was quite confident. There were seven of us and I think there were three of them. So I was like, surely we'd we'd deal with whatever is going to happen so i thought right i'll go back to sleep i'll go back to sleep until i'm needed yeah <laughs> and a couple of a couple of northern lads do you know what i mean not uh not shy to someone give you a bit of a bad situation what, what are you saying come on <laughs> you know, you say that, but we're all quite shy <laughs> yeah oh no i'm I, like i say I, i'm all talk me but if someone squared up and fucking put a fist up i'd cry like i am such a little wimp I think we were just more cautious about the gear getting robbed because we have we have so much like gear and it's expensive, so you know naturally. So keeping all of that is uh, is the aim of the game, isn't it? That's the thing. <laughs> I, was, I was more worried about the van because um, we borrowed Malev's, uh, Malevolence's van, so like I, I was more worried about ruining their van than my own gear. Yeah, <laughs> making sure it comes back to them in one piece. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever had anything know, stolen gear-wise? No, nothing. It's the worst um, feeling on the planet. What well, happened to you? Yeah, I had um, I had a pedal ball. We played Manchester Academy three, and when we was doing merch afterwards, like because we were on the support ones, we already started loading out before like the show had finished. Um, <coughs> so I had I was the last one there with all the merch, and I left my pedal board at the side of where the desk was. And then we've only realised when we're going back, like, ah, shit, I've left it. So it was like, all right, we're ringing the morning. Rang in the morning, like, oh, it's not there. I was like, oh, so it's like, I led to the replace oh, everything on my pedal board. It was felt sick. Still waiting for the CCTV yeah. footage from Manchester Academy. So if you're, if you're watching, oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> please and thank you. Uh, how long ago was that? That was, I want to say, 2014. So it's a while, and you're still waiting on the CCTV, <laughs> yeah. mate. That's never coming back. Yeah, never coming back. That may ask that's a. That's a no, it's horrible though. I've never had anything stolen, but like we, when we played in Camden, um, I went to get some food and the band that was on before us were playing and I came back in and I was just watching them. I was like, oh, sounds all right, this. And I looked on stage and my head was just on the amp. Like, it was, <laughs> I was like, oh no. So I went over to it at the end and I was like, is that my head? He's like, yeah, sorry, I kind of used it. I was like, oh, right, well, thanks for asking. <laughs> I think that's the worst thing about being a guitarist where people like kind of lend you gear and you're like yeah, yeah. fuck off 
end of the day, it's set a certain way. You have your, like, your treble, your mid, your bass, everything set a particular way. Yeah. So it sounds the way that you want it. It's like it's all like, what was it? Um, we played a show a couple of years ago and someone went over to the other guitarist who's left now, but he had a Kemper. And he was like, yeah. oh, can I borrow your Kemper? And he was like, Are you fucking serious? It's like set for each song. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> like, it's fine. In that yeah, guitarist yeah, like, defense, in that guitarist defense who used Jack's head, his head literally in the second song blew up. And they were like, <laughs> they, they, they were panicked. They were panicking. And obviously they were opening this show. I'm pretty sure like they hadn't played many shows. So second song, head blows up. They were panicking. So I, yeah, I, 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 I didn't mind. Jack did, but <laughs> I didn't know that his head blew up. And <laughs> but, like, I wasn't asking about it. I was just like, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I didn't know what to say to him. I was just like, well, yeah, you've done it now. Well, as long as you haven't broken it, accept it now. Yeah, as long as broken it. <laughs> You ever had that show with like your drums and that? Has anyone like asked to like borrow like Always. stuff with you all the time? All the time. Always. <laughs> Every gig. Um and it's annoying because I'm like like in that moment, I hate saying no. Um because I I feel like if I say no, then some like the show's hindered. So I'd rather it be a successful <laughs> Oh show. like you're jinxing shit. <laughs> like, so like my, our manager Jay, he's like told me to be stricter and stuff. Like, like if anyone asks you again, no, it's been it's been detailed in the in the contract that all bands bring their own breakables. But if someone's like, can I just stand? I'm like, oh, go on then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've twisted my arm. I'll do it. <laughs> like, fair, fair enough. Like, sim, cymbals, pedal, and snare is probably a no go. But <laughs> stands, I don't have an issue really with. Because um, I've had to, I've had gigs before where I've turned up and I'm like, oh no, I forgot my hi hat stand or whatever. So I, if you help someone, they'll someone will help you. That's the way. It goes, yeah, I think it's um, right for getting a stand, but Newton literally forgot his guitar one gig. <laughs> As if <laughs> we, we had a gig like, in Sheffield. Yeah, guitar. <laughs> he he literally we got up to sound check and then he was like. <laughs> and they was like did you bring it and we were like no why would we be responsible for your guitar <laughs> they was like oh no I'm going to have to go and buy a guitar just for the oh, guitar. No. no way did he actually um, luckily, yeah luckily we got sorted out by um, Broken Down one of the bands they, they lent us one of their guitars so thankfully it all went well they, they wasn't on the show though they like he had to drive or get to the show to just lend us that guitar yeah I'm credit to him. There you go. That's support 101 right there. So <laughs> I mean, well, that's what I mean. He knows that if he ever needs us to help him with something, we're, we're going to be the first to do it. Oh yeah. He's yeah, uh, so. yeah, he's got himself like a little, uh, like a little monopoly free pass in it, mate. And that's what he's got there now. <laughs> a little hardcore free pass. <laughs> well, luckily it's only happened once, but oh my God, it was so funny. But so like, it's annoying though because you're, you're literally about to sound check for the show, so you, you're you're angry, but it's so funny like, like that he just forgot his guitar. I can imagine him sort of stood there though, like scratching his head a little bit in pure confusion. Like, now hold on a second here, like, how did I get forget a full guitar? Well, Newt's really awkward as it is as well. So I, he was like, <laughs> he was just like, did you not bring it? <laughs> so it was awful I think that's always a fear isn't it when you're like when you're a guitarist that you're going to forget your guitar I've, had, I've done it where I've been holding my guitar case and been thinking is there a guitar inside of this yeah <laughs> no. and then you have to stop look at it and go okay we're good <laughs> and then actually go to the venue there's a case and you're all good see I'm, I'm fortunate as I don't have this problem as I've only just started picking up bass, so I if I ever turn up to a show, I'm never there to be in the band. It's just I'm there to just have a fucking fun time. So I'll never forget anything like that. But little stories like this really prepare me for the future because yeah, <laughs> without like I'll do the old jeans check. So I've got I'll do the old pack down. I'm like right, I've got everything here. There, 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 there. Sound right, all good. And then I'll leave the house and I'm sound. So if ever in the future I do sort something out like that, now I know for a fact that I'll double, triple check everything, so I don't have any horror stories like this. But I know now it'll happen. Oh, it's, it has to happen. It has to happen to learn. Yeah, so, it's, it's, it's character building. 
<laughs> shaping me into a better person. <laughs> <laughs> what will happen is though, it'll be my. Uh, I'll end up doing something really stupid, like just not turning up to a show, like completely forgetting that I'm meant to be at a show. I've double triple checked everything, and then I'll be like, yeah, right, sound. So that's tomorrow. I'm getting messages yeah. like, lad, where are you? What do you mean? <laughs> We're on in an hour. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I was just trying to think if we had any instances of that. I know we had a time where um, our old bassist, um, he literally turned up about three minutes before we played. <laughs> but I think it was like travel train issues. Like, he used to live in Leeds and we live in Preston. So, oh, but, of course. but that was almost one of those moments where we're about to play, and it's like, oh no, we're we're missing a we, member who's meant to be we're here. A full member. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. We have played um, before. We played in Huddersfield, just just me and Sean, literally just me and Sean and uh, and Dan vocals. That was yeah. it. Three. Yeah. That was when t- times were hard. We <laughs> <laughs> fair though. We still love it. It went off. Yeah. I think I've done Remember it once. The, uh, oh, go on. Sorry. No, go on, Matt. Sorry. I was say, the, was, uh, do you, was do you guys remember the Manchester Roadhouse? This is a yeah, long Manchester story. Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my old old band played a show there, and our drummer was actually that late. We played two songs, and then that was it. Like, what? like we were that far into our set that we went on stage. We played two songs, and then was like, right, packing off, and off we go again. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you played two songs without him. Without just like, no, yeah, we, just, we played two songs. Like we had a full forty-five minute set, and we went on for ten minutes. And then some guy was like, "Okay, that's it." Like, okay, thank you. <laughs> time, I guess. Like, if that happens, Lord, that, did you did you kick him out? No, we actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, he stayed for another two years. I think he, he, was it his it, fault? It was definitely his fault. It was something to do with work or something like that. And it was like down yeah. the road, like, oh, I'm in a taxi, but it's bad traffic. We're like, mate, you've only got your snare drum. Just fucking run with your snare. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it was like, oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, mate. But it's, you've been, you're already like three hours late. So. Yeah. Oh, that gives me, that gives oh, me anxiety heavy. thinking about it's it. Heavy. It was horrible. <laughs> horrible. I, I couldn't, yeah, I could not be in a band with someone that untrustworthy. That's, no, I think it, I think it went about six months after, but it was a bad do. Like we were kind of like, we yeah. should really kick you out for this. Yeah, yeah that's too far. Yeah. Too far for me. That. Yeah. <laughs> Another show that you did was uh, that Hoods one, wasn't it? Uh, that was part of the yes. Was that Gnostic State release tour? What was that Hoods one like? Good, uh, I really enjoyed that one. What about you, Jack? I, I thought it went really well. Yeah, it was good. Other than I, I was ill because um, we we did the five or six days before that, and I got really ill at the end of it. Um, and then I turned up, and I just felt horrible. So, yeah, it it was good, but it was a packed room, and there was loads of people there. Um, it was a really small venue. Was, was, was it retro bar? Retro bar. Yeah, retro bar. Um, oh, retro we bar. There years and years before with uh, other bands, but um, it was never that busy. Um, but yeah, I was, vaguely was, remember it being one of the sweatiest shows I've ever played. I was yeah, like, there was literally re- sweat dripping from the roof. I really Ooh, remember it. One being. of those shows, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. A proper juicy show. There's been some of them. Um, Bolton was good for that in the Almer Inn. I know you played there a couple of oh. times, but was it inside best, and outside? Invested out in Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. I love the album I love it imagine a local from, from Bolton walking fast in here and that outside to be like what's going on here oh, <laughs> so so funny that, yeah so Matt to explain this scenario to you so imagine you're on a nice it's actually a nice sunny May day you've got uh, uh, Pure Relance from Wigan uh, they played uh, we had Gassed Up uh, who else was on there Chainsaw Castration Chainsaw Castration oh. played oh did they after the abduction as well. After the abduction, that's the one I remember, yeah. And and then ingested. So, mate, it's just slams everywhere, right? Just fucking <laughs> straight up slams everywhere. And people just walking past on Bolton High Street, it's like, fucking, what's going on here? And you just got... Hey, you mind, this is outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, mate. And it just fucking, honestly, it slaps. It was a, it was a good show, that one. I like that one. I love that venue. It's The, the, the sound engineer in there is incredible. All the PA is so good. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, everything works perfectly there. I don't think I've ever ever seen a bad show at the Alma. And there's been a few shows there now, yeah. hasn't there? Like, 
I remember, I remember shows. Oh, go on. Go on, Jack. No, you go on. I was just going to say, um, I remember, have you heard of a band called Adept? I think they're from Sweden. Yes. That's, uh, yeah, they did a uh, an Empiricon Fest, didn't they? Where they came yeah. over and they opened so, up and then desolated right after them, yeah. I remember. So, so they were supposed to play in Manchester, like one of the academies, and it got cancelled last minute and they ended up playing at the Alma and there were like okay. five people there. So we just got on the train and went to watch and it was like an empty room with them playing and they're a really, really good band. So we were just like, what is going on? Man, all. It was really good. So actually, so that that show just got cancelled like last second. So they went to uh, yeah, and they were like, kind of put us up, and yeah, they just played. They, Alma said, "Yeah, come down and play." So was that right? <laughs> so we just jumped That's on the sick. train and went down. It was mad. Yeah, Alma's seen some good shows there. Fucking hell, I've uh, <laughs> we've all I've, I got too smashed at that last show when you guys were there uh, ingested. I got too drunk. <laughs> that was uh, that shouldn't have happened. It's your dance fault, that you know. Your Dan gets me giddy. <laughs> that sounds like Dan, yeah. Yeah, he just gets me giddy. It's uh, they've got a they've got a song Matt, right called IPA till I die IPA and uh, was was it Dan who came up with that? It must have been Dan. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. <laughs> D- Dan's the only one who drinks IPA. If you cut Dan, he bleeds IPA. Simple. Yeah. <laughs> hops, just hops and yeast. Honestly, mate, he's just he's just when, when he's that's obvious. When he's had a drink, he's the biggest extrovert you've ever seen in your life. He'll just come up to you and start speaking to you about random things. <laughs> but that's why he's good at networking. So I was going to yeah. say I was going to bring that back up. Him and Matt are great for it. Like uh, Matt's uh, Matt's funny online. Fucking hell! But we we now draw a line of how many beers Dan can have. Sean, explain. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, oh, when then your story starts with right. Listening. That's that's listening. <laughs> this band almost ended. One night, <laughs> we, we we were that close. We we when I'm talking about it, it sounds like I'm being really hostile towards Dan, but it's not. It's with love, but you'll understand when I say but. it. We played a gig. We played a gig in High Wycombe, and it, we did in a, a weekender with Azazel in 2018. I think it was right. or 2019. And uh, last show of the weekend, been really good up until then. Got to High Wycombe. Um, we sound checked about 4 p.m. And Dan was drunk already. Uh, and we were on at like t- 10, I think. And I don't think he said a single word from any of our songs in our songs when we played. Like, it, what, what noises was it, Jackie? It was just like, and he didn't stand up straight. It, yeah, the time. He, he couldn't, he couldn't oh, even string a sentence together. <laughs> and like, we, were just, we were just looking at each other whilst we were playing. And I was looking at Sean and we were just going, <laughs> shaking heads like <laughs> and like, Sean was looking at me just going we're going to have to cut it <laughs> and I said I said down the mic as well I was like right this is going to be our last song I'm stopping this and then we finished that song and then Dan was like right this one's called Unbenign carried on <laughs> oh no <laughs> and we were just like do we stop do we carry on playing I don't know like <laughs> oh and then, um, so we took him to bed and then in the morning we had a, fa- <laughs> we had a family chat. We're going to tuck you in, but tomorrow morning we're going to have a chat about what the oh, fuck that was last night. It was the worst, worst, <laughs> how long do we play for? Oh, half an hour, worst half an hour of my life. <laughs> yeah, was... No offence to him, we love him greatly. Oh yeah, love him to yeah, bits yeah. that. <laughs> It was just it was just a point where we thought you need that that can't happen again because it makes us look unprofessional and all the rest of it, you know. Yeah. No, I can understand that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Funny to hear back on now, but at the time I can imagine your frustration. And knowing we, that. Laugh, we laugh about it and when you hear the words high wickham, the silence <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I just Everyone like sort of looks at each other. when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Like a Vietnam flashback. Yeah, you know when someone's getting out of hand and you've got to say like one word in front of them just to fucking bring them down a peg, it's just <laughs> high wind. And he'll, he'll just head down, look at his shoes, like, all right, you know, I need to behave myself. So. Uh, in Dan's defence, he hasn't done it since, has he? he no, he's been, he's been right, on his best yeah. Yeah. Best behaviour now. <laughs> Bear in mind, he's, he's the oldest one in the band as well. <laughs> <laughs> Always tends to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I can't wait for um, 
<laughs> I was going to uh, I was going to pop onto your uh, to, to the old gassed up merch. Um, I always love talking about people's merch, right? Uh, we, yeah. we spoke about uh, Cold Wars um, when they did a split there, Cold War and Mantlet. It was you know how they had like the uh, it was like the Simpsons um, tape cover. Um, yeah, the hit and run. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Hit and run the old. Yeah. Oh, man, what a fucking game. Um, you guys have done quite a few, haven't you? Know, there's like a British gas rip. There was an Adidas one as well. Yeah. Adi gas on it. Um, who comes up with these ideas and have you got any more in line? We generally, you know, we, we do it all ourselves in terms of ideas, you know. Um, and luckily, Matt, who's our bassist, um, is a graphic designer as well. That's right. So, yeah, he does the uh, posters and stuff as well, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, for shows. Matt does, other than music videos, Matt does all our graphic content, he does all our posters, he does all our merch designs, so um, we're quite lucky we've got such an asset in the band really for that. So um, mm. so ideas-wise, um, if we've got a funny, like the British Gas one, um, I had that idea about three years ago and I was like, it'll be so funny if we just do a British Gas logo with Gas Storm. And then when <laughs> Matt got in the band, it was like, right, like, we can do it now because we've got someone to di- like do it for us. Um, I think Matt came up with the Michael Jackson one. I did the um, Adidas one as a joke. You did the and it, kind of, yeah, it was that was funny. They're all just funny ones, really. Um, yeah, <laughs> we all just took ideas in and like, well, what can we, what can we put gas in that'll make it funny? <laughs> <laughs> you, is there any other ideas that you've thought about that just never made it to, uh, never made it to screen? Um, no, you know, um, um, not really, because everything we come up with, we we just tend to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. Ah, that's fair enough. It works out if for it. It works out yeah, for yeah. yeah, like most ideas we have, well, we think are good, so we go with it. Um, well, that was luckily, the... Uh, go on, sorry, mate. That's I was just going to say, we've always done well with merch. I think um, that's one thing that maybe sets us apart from other bands is our merch literally funds our band. Like, yeah. We, we've stopped having to put money into it because our merch funds it all. So I think that's one thing. Um, if you can get right, it's invaluable having decent merchandise. Yeah, very much so. I mean, a lot, yeah. a lot of bands in the uh, in the old hardcore game they do it sort of that way. I think it's good to get it right in in that aspect. You know, making sure that you're putting out the right content for people to sort of wear and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. There was another one that you had as well, which uh, I really enjoyed, which was the the P Town Concrete one. You know, the E Town. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was, was Jack's idea as well. Yeah. Yeah, that mate. That was. You so know, I mean, like. A lot of the younger people won't really understand that um, because obviously E Town are like quite, you know, I think I was from like the early 90s maybe. Um, uh, I think it was around there in the uh, early 2000s. Like oh, yeah, so, yeah. When that was released 90s. and stuff. Yeah, so it's a few of the older lot have probably got it, but <laughs> we didn't know <laughs> yeah, if it was a little bit of a head nod. <laughs> yeah. uh, there, uh, that was a good little, uh, good little rip there. I think it's good though, you know, to do stuff like that. Uh, for for several reasons, because a I know obviously E Town they're not like a, they're not a, a touring band anymore. They'll play like the odd show, so they'll do like a This Is Hardcore Fest, uh, yeah, sort yeah. Of, like spot, won't they, or like somewhere along that line. But I like stuff like that because it a it's just like a little head nod, shines a bit of light on that sort of stuff that used to be going back in the day, just to let people know that obviously this this is kind of where stuff like this came from. So yeah. you know, do your research, and secondly. As I say, it's um, it's it, it's the head nod towards that sort of stuff to let them know, like, yeah, man, wait, you may not still be going, but we still appreciate what you created there, yeah, and we're still definitely. trying to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of a lot of bands like that, are like our inspirations in a way, like even like Raging Against the Machine, like they they're one of my biggest inspirations, and love to do a, a riff a riff for Raging Against the Machine, but. Just thinking of ideas. <laughs> yeah, of course, and applying it there to gas stuff because I reckon it could work. If, if you sat down, that, that'd be a correlation somewhere. Jumping back to covers, we were speaking for ages and we've even got an instrumental recorded. We were talking about doing Bulls on Parade for oh, two years man. now. Honestly, we've been, cha- <laughs> we've been chatting about it for years, but we just never got around to doing it. I still want to, uh, by the way. I, I do that. It's <laughs> brilliant song. Well, so we just got to find out which band members are against it now. Sean and Jack are buzzing for it. <laughs> I'd love to see that. I'd love to see a, um, a, I love like little hardcore compilations, you know, like, uh, like some like record companies will put together and stuff. Uh, that would probably be a good little selling point, wouldn't it? Having, uh, 
say for example doing like a rage cover there so like picking like you like you know like a, a sentimental 20-year anniversary album and getting all like a load of hardcore bands together just to do a cover of one song off the album sort of thing yeah, i think that would be pretty sick that. you you guys should uh you guys should definitely stamp down now and say you're having uh, the rage against the machine rage against the machine yeah I, I want i want testify as well so we're doing we're doing bulls on parade and testify yeah, yeah. there we go Matt, that's going to be a venture for us now, mate. Right? When we get the hardcore project <laughs> properly, properly, properly going now, we're going to have a, a hardcore compilation hit. Yeah. Every guest that we get, they're going to do a Rage Against the Machine thing. That's going to be the reoccurring segment. I've decided. <laughs> um, I know you're uh, Sean. There, you're. Um, is it Los Cabos drumsticks that you're covered yeah. on? Yeah, so um, yeah, I've got two endorsements. I've got uh, Los Cabos drumsticks and Dream Symbols now. Dream Symbols now as well. Was that recent? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Uh, coming up to a year now, I think. Come, fuck me. I'm behind. I'm behind. I, I think <laughs> it's coming up to a year. No, no. I might be. Well, it was after our tour, so not far off. Within the year, at least. And that's yeah. that's uh, still some time there. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was a, that was pretty big things there for for Gassed Up. I'm assuming that that's really yeah. helped you out. Well, massive for me in particular because it's like, I think the first thing was um, like so. You, if you find these products you like and you don't want to use any others, you know, I think it makes sense yeah. to try and get endorsed by them. Um, cause they not only help you, but you want to help them cause you like their products. But then yeah, it's also them. like, it's getting the, uh, the recognition that someone likes what you're doing and believes in you to the level that you believe in them. So like they're not the biggest companies by any stretch, but when I've used their products, they felt like the biggest companies to me. So oh. that's, <laughs> that's why I was <laughs> you know what I mean though they, they, the quality of the, of, yeah. the, of the products that you're using like you can you can sit behind it and trust it it's not something that's just been given to you and you've just sort of gone yeah I'll try it but well this is one thing become... about um, yeah definitely Dream Symbols uh, I said this in my, uh, like my I did like a little announcement interview and it, Dream Symbols are the only brand I've never cracked a symbol and that's a big thing for me because I go through are you quite a hard hitter when it comes to the old drums and are you are well it's a bit of a problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I know if there's any drummers watching, they'll tell me I'm playing wrong, but I try and play right. But it's just the music I play, and I've I've got big arms. Just get too involved in it. Just crash through everything, mate. Come on, come on. Gives a little collection. Show us the guns, mate. Big hands, bro. To the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> big hands yeah. lead to big gloves, boys. You've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> and they've just not cracked. So it's like it made sense for me to work with Dream Symbols because it's the only thing that I can physically use. You, the only thing you can physically smash the fuck out of and it doesn't yeah. break on you. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that now, first show back, I bet I'll crack all my new symbols. That's <laughs> it, mate. We've jinxed it, haven't we? That's that's going to happen. Uh, Dan's going to get really drunk again. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> that's one annoying thing. So I got announced for Dream Symbols, got my whole new fresh set of symbols and then lockdown happened and I've not played, I've not played a single <laughs> one yet. It's, gonna be, it's got, literally going to be a year before I even play them. That's his, oh, mate. Yeah, thinking yeah. about it, it's fucking. It's really pissed me off that whole situation. You know, I know. I, I know. I say that like a little privileged little white boy. Like, yeah. oh, I'm annoyed by the coronavirus. No, but like, it's really put a stop on everything. That's why we're doing this. Like, because I was sat there and I was like, fucking hell. There's no shows to be going on with. Uh, yeah. How else can I do something to you know at least get involved and get bands and stuff out there? So that's why. Uh, you know, the eight full guys brought me in and said, right, let's get this fucking going off the road. Yeah. Uh, and here we are now. So I uh, just wanted to make sure we got gas up on there. That was always, uh, that was said at the start. So, <laughs> I hope this doesn't stop as well. Moving when shows come back, I hope like all these people doing extra stuff like podcasts and um, like people are doing covers and so I hope it doesn't stop. I hope like no, um, exactly. stays busy. Yeah. And does show, do show as well. No, on we're staying put. <laughs> Well, yeah, because, I mean, just before this all kicked off, I mean, Matt and the boys have been doing it for just over a year now, um, and they found themselves going to shows and doing it there anyway, so if I can get, obviously, this up and running, fucking hell, pop up to the shows and stuff, because I try my best to attend as many shows as I can, so just getting talking to people, and, yeah. you know, as you say, as you quite rightfully said before, it's a networking side of it, yeah. and I think the more people you get talking about it, because it's, uh, it's, it is, we have got an underground scene, it is a very niche, you know, this is uh, this is our little spot in the world. So yeah. I think it's nice to, as you quite rightfully say, see, like says, uh, we're not the only podcast. There's a few of us. Um, 
there's a few dotted about. No, there's a Then and Now podcast in Essex, uh, PC for PC by Johnny Pipes. He did one. Uh, I can't think of any others off the top of my head right now. So that's going on. Uh, I know um, Matt got involved in some covers, didn't he? Did you guys involve yourself in any covers as well? I know Matt's done some stuff with um, Tom, Tom Hansel from Leech. Leached. Um, he's done loads. He's done about 40 covers. And he's like interacted with loads of different music- musicians. That's that's really good of him. Um, I've not done anything else with anyone. Um, just been doing our own things, really. Just been cracking yeah. on with your own stuff. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Jack? Did you find yourself getting involved in anything like that? Or were you just happy to sit back and just watch? <laughs> to be honest... Like, um, I've been working through quite a lot of it like since this lockdown I've been working pretty much I had, I had a month off and then I've been back so it's finding time to be honest yeah of course because um, you're consistently busy then by the sound of it and then the rest of us were sort of like furloughed and stuff weren't we like yeah. just, just around so we had the time to do that I mean when, when I get time I do um, practice and I do other genres of music as well it's not just I mean I like a lot of blues and stuff like that so it's there's a, there's a massive variants of genres that I listen to so it's yeah it's practice whatever practice really whatever feeling like at the time and that makes sense man. <laughs> yeah just right, running through the set as well and keeping up to scratch of that before we come back well yeah of course I mean and, and as you say uh, was it four, four in four weeks time we've got a potential new uh, new gas up coming out there so gotta make sure you're learning all that Oh, well, we're, uh, we're going to record it in four weeks. We've got all the oh. pre-production done. Um, we've got the we've got the all the lyrics down. Um, vocals are recorded. We're just going to record. I don't ah, know how many. Me jumping on that. enough. Yeah, I'm very excited for the thing. Very excited. Well, I mean, Gnostic State was received. Or at least from my side, or at least when I've seen it there, has been uh, received quite well. I mean, are you quite happy with the reception that it's received as well? Or is there anything that you think would, you could have changed for next time? The thing is with Gnostic State, yeah, it, it, it went well in in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, compared to a lot of bands who are in similar level as us, we, we do do very well. Um, but in terms of what we expected, I would say it didn't do as well. I think, yeah. I think we tried some new things. Um, we started to feel very experimental and we, we didn't yeah. want to just be labelled as that band who raps. So we like we tried a song or two where we had no rapping and we, tr- we tried more um, progressive style riffs. We tried, um, you know, veering away from hardcore more into some metalcore influence. And um, yeah, we just we just tried it. Whether, yeah, whether it well, works you- or not, time, time will tell. But... Um, the new sounds. Well, I was going to say there from the Judgment EP all the way up to Gnostic State. So the difference between those two is so big. Uh, yeah. Production-wise, it's so much better as well. So, you know, everything's going in the right direction, I'd say, for yourselves. And obviously, you've definitely got the right mindset to make sure that you're going yeah. even further with it. It's not just something that you're half-assing. You know, you want it done yeah. and you want it done well. So it's definitely, it's definitely being shown that way, at least I'd say. Thing is, as well, is on that Judgment EP, out of our current members, it was me, Dan, and Jack. Whereas now we've got new and Matt on board. Um, so mm. we're, we're almost a completely new band. Um, <laughs> we had two vocalists on the Judgment EP. We've now got one. Um, yep. we, so we've got Dan, and then with with the new members, um, like Newt does vocals, Jack and I have started doing more vocals. So it's like we've got a completely different sound just because we've got new assets within our arsenal, you know. So it's just a case of like we tried um, singing on a few of our tracks, um, yeah. which we thought we'd experiment with because it was like Dan's not a bad singer and then Newt can sing. So we thought, let's just give it a go, you know? Yeah. Well, you've got, to, as you say, you've got to experiment. You've got to try, you know, yeah. because it's all well and good being sat on them. But unless you give it a go and find out where it works, you're never going to know, are you? So, nah, I appreciate that. You've always got to, always got to keep, try and keep everything fresh, though, haven't you, at the end of the day? It's, uh, yeah. but also on the on the flip side of it, it's keeping yourselves happy because um, I think there's a few bands out there who just release music for the sake of other people, you know, yeah. just to just to get it out. Whereas if you, if you take your time and you know really appreciate what it is that you're putting out there, I think it gets received a little bit better. I think you're happier as a whole. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, you could say that our um, our new single is going back to roots. If you know what I mean. So it's okay. 
that that's a little hint for you. That solves that solves it. That's, I'll say it's that. a bit. <laughs> it's a bit of a funny one as well, though, because I do think it is our most aggressive song instrumentally wise that we've done. Like yeah. that and that and Mother I Suffer probably. It, it's like a mixture of Mother I Suffer style with Judgment style vocals. Right. Okay. So, so that's that's going to be the old and new together. Yeah. So this hybrid. Okay. We we sort of went one way when we started. We went the other way, and now they've both crossed paths. Now mm. that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah. And Judgment had some fucking Judgment was quite a, a heavy release to be honest. So if it's got and if it's in the style of Mother I Suffer, so it's going to be fucking heavy as battles. <laughs> uh, I can do that. <laughs> I'll throw a cartwheel or two. You know what I'm like. Hopefully it goes well. I mean, it's our first uh, time in a proper studio, full full live drums, um, proper producer. We're investing the most we've ever done in the release. So hopefully it should be good and it should end all this lockdown for us with a bang to go straight back into 2021. Yeah, and of course, and then you've got the, uh, the, the tour there, the Slam Worldwide one with Monasteries and Free Howling. And then Correct. off on your way and you go, aren't you? So We are. Yeah. Cool. That's it, the boys. That's where we want to be. Right. Well, that Definitely. pretty much covers everything I can question you on and uh, and pester your heads with. So, is there anything you want to mention there just before we uh, call it a day? I'll just thanks to you guys for reaching out to us and having us on. Ah, oh, no pleasure. Yeah. More than welcome. And like I say. We'll, um, we'll definitely keep you in touch um, once uh, newer releases are coming along the line. So, you know, say for example. Uh, in a year's time where we're looking at shows again and um, you've got releases like sort of sat there waiting to go, you know, we'll get you back on, get that promoted and just make sure you're heading in the right direction and just help you out the best way we can. So yeah, thank you very much for taking your time to speak to us more than anything. Oh, that's, uh, thank you for your time as well. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot, lads. It's much appreciated. We'll do a fake goodbye and then uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll keep you on here for a sec. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cheers, Bye. Cheers. Right, that was episode three of the Hardcore Project, where, as you know, we got to catch up with Gasto. I uh, really hope you enjoyed the episode, and I uh, hope you continue listening to us for further episodes. If you want to check out what we're up to and what episodes are coming up, make sure that you follow all of the socials at and har- the Hardcore Project, even. Uh, make sure you get that checked out on all of our socials, and go from there. Peace. Cheers for your time, gang. <laughs>